Hey dreamers, I'm Holly and this is the Intentional Dreamer podcast. This podcast is for dreamers all around the world who want to put action and personality to their brands. Hey dreamer fam, welcome back to the Intentional Dreamer podcast. I'm Holly and I'm your host and I cannot believe that we are on the eighth episode of the Intentional Dreamer podcast. Time has totally flown by, you guys. Like, I cannot believe it. I launched the podcast in October, and it is already December 6th. Like, the fact that we're even about to just hit 10 episodes shortly, by the end of the month, we'll definitely be hitting 10 episodes, blows my mind. And I'm so grateful for all the support that I've received on the podcast. I'm so appreciative of you if you're listening, if you've shared my link, if you've left me a rating, anything like that. I really, really appreciate it. So... With that being said, let's go ahead and jump into our topic today, and that is how to quit your nine to five and be an entrepreneur. Now, not only am I going to be sharing my tips on how to quit your job and be an entrepreneur, but I'm also going to be sharing my experience on how I quit my nine to five and became like a full-time entrepreneur. So let's start at the beginning. Let's start with my story and then I can tell you guys how I kind of came up with these tips and what has helped me when I decided to go ahead and go full-time with freelancing and go full-time with my business. So if you've listened to the previous episodes, you know a little bit about me, you know about my background, how I got into graphic design, how I got into business, and I even have talked a little bit about how I went ahead and I quit my nine to five. However, this is something that I have been wanting to do for a very, very long time. And I, I officially quit my nine to five in March of 2018. And I went full time with being a freelancer. So at that time, I did not have Daydream Design Co. And I did not think that I would be launching Daydream Design Co. for probably years, honestly. I was really content with where I was. I was really content with where I was working. And I know that I've definitely talked about how I've always felt like there's something missing until I decided to launch my own company. And although that was still true, I was really just excited to start uh, getting my foot in the door with doing freelance full time and learning as much as I could from other business owners that I was working for. And it was really great because they were super open to teaching me those things. So basically what I had been doing, and again, I've talked about this before on a previous episode, uh, I went ahead a year before that, I started freelancing. I started going on a bunch of like entrepreneurship Facebook groups and design Facebook groups, and people were like outsourcing their design work and overflow work that they needed help with with their studio and stuff like that. And that's really how I started getting into the nitty gritty of freelancing full time. But at the time, I was just doing that on the side. I was in school full-time until May of 2018, and I also had a 9-to-5 job that I worked at every day as a graphic designer as well. So my life was pretty much design all the time, and that's kind of how my life has been since 2013, guys. I went to vocational school or vocational high school for graphic design, and I've pretty much lived and breathed it, and it's crazy because like, I feel like I've only ever defined myself as a designer. And although in retrospect, I know that I'm much more than a designer, but in a career identity sense, that is something that I am really proud to call myself and really proud to identify with because I think that what we do is so important and I love solving visual problems. So anyways, 
I was, like I said, I was freelancing a lot uh, in summer of 2017, and then I went ahead and I just continued that until around February of 2018, which was a month before I went full-time freelance, and I was still working my 9 to 5. I really wanted to work remotely. I really wanted to work for a creative studio, and I really just wanted to do freelance full-time and not um, go to my 9 to 5 every day, and that was because I felt like I was on a different path. You know what I mean? And I've talked a lot about this before. I was on a different path than most people. And I really wanted to gain experience in working remotely for a creative studio because it's very different than being in person, working for a design firm or working in-house as a designer. It's super different. And your communication has to be good. Your response levels have to be good. Your response times have to be good. It's also important to realize that, you know, you also mostly, most of the time will be working with a team. And for me, for this case, I was working with a team and that was definitely something that I had to get used to and that I absolutely fell in love with. So in February, I saw the job post pop up. I was obsessed with the studio forever and I was so excited when they had announced that they were hiring part-time. So I went ahead and I applied and I was like, I have no idea if I am a good candidate for this, but I want to give it my all because I think that I could really make a difference and be a potential candidate for this. So I applied, I had my interview, and I was so happy to get an email saying that um, they had chose me as like one of the finalists. And like, it's crazy because the very first interview, I was on an interview with like 12 or 15 people. It was like a group interview and it was so scary. And then it was so scary, but I really wanted to make sure that I stood out and I ended up getting picked as one of the finalists. I did a design challenge and then I got the job and it was one of the best days of my entire life. And there was so much change and so much good things going on in my life at that point. I was just about to graduate art school. I was quitting my nine to five and I was so happy and I accepted the job. So at the time this job was part-time and I was fine with that because I knew it could grow into something that was full-time and that was my plan for after graduation. I was going to do freelance full-time and this gave me the momentum and the confidence that I needed to pursue that after graduation because I had finally had something lined up that I was truly in love with doing. Also, side note, I'm really sorry if you guys can hear my dog snoring in the background. He's so cute that I don't have the heart to wake him up. Anyways, I quit my nine to five and I officially started my freelance job in March of 2018. And it was absolutely wonderful. So I was getting paid hourly at the time and then I eventually went on a retainer, which was really nice and I could guarantee my income. Um, and this is something that I'll talk about when I jump into the tips and kind of how to go about that. But retainers are really, really important, especially when you're going full-time freelance because it's more of a guaranteed income. So how did I go about managing my life after graduation while a bunch of people were getting full-time jobs that were paying really, really high salaries and I was still working part-time technically as a remote freelancer? Well, I started looking for other freelance jobs on top of the one that I was already working. I had a few of my own clients. I booked one of my very first real serious uh, branding clients at the time. If you guys know Spice Alley, um, they're on my website. They're amazing. And that was one of my very first like really huge branding and packaging clients. And that was something that I was also doing along with 
working for the studio part-time and then I also got hired for another company to do um, freelance like kind of in-house design but I was their free freelance designer so again this is all remote and things were going really really well and I was really grateful for that I will say it was a huge adjustment going from getting paid every week or every other week to getting paid once a month and kind of managing my finances around that and kind of what the future held. And there was a lot of fear in between those things. I mean, guys, I'll be totally honest. I freaked out like every single month because I was like, oh my gosh, like what if, you know, what if this is it? Or what if I can't go any further? Or what if, you know, I will only be working part-time forever? Um, but that was not the case and I'm really happy that it was not. Um, there are a lot of things that go along in making the decision to leave a nine to five, which is something that's more stable. And I was okay with that instability because it meant that I was doing something that I loved. So let's jump into the tips and then I'll also kind of like jump in with some of my experiences and how I manage that. So number one thing is have a solid action plan. So basically... I feel like for my action plan, this wasn't the case. And this is why I'm telling you that you should have a solid action plan because you should figure out, you know, obviously if freelancing is something that you want to do full time. And if it is, how can you get there? Like what, um, what income goals do you have? What do you need every month to pay your bills and stuff like that and start small. So this kind of like literally rolls right into the next tip of making a list of your expenses and the minimum money that you have to make each month to go full-time freelance so that, you know, you are able to make that amount of money to pay your bills, even if it means sometimes just paying your bills that month and buying groceries. And honestly, like, as I've talked about before, being a freelancer and just starting out, it's a sacrifice. And if you love it enough and you're willing to make that sacrifice, then it'll be totally worth it in the end. I promise. Um, make a list of your goal and dream monthly income. So this is really important. So think about, you know, how much you are charging, how much you want to be charging in the future. And then also think about, you know, how much money you are making every month and how much money you want to be making every month. And this is really important because you should have these goals. And I know it's going to seem impossible at first that you will reach these goals. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I might, I might be wrong. And if that's, if that's the case, you go Glen Coco. Cause like I was, I definitely did not think I would ever be at the income that I'm at now, like a year ago. But honestly, like I did not think that it was ever going to happen. So making like sitting down and writing that down and putting that into the, into the world that you want to make that kind of money is really important. Another part of this, which I know isn't always possible for everyone, but try to have at least three to six months of savings to cover your expenses. This is something that I'm really thankful for that I had when I, when I went ahead and I quit my nine to five. I had a bit of savings. If I were to not get all the hours that I thought I would get, or if some months I needed to spend more or something like that, I was able to kind of dip into my savings if I needed to, but that was literally my only backup. I could not fall back on my parents. I could not fall back on any family members or friends. And that was something that was hard for me. I know like a lot of people when they're in college, they can really gratefully, you know, fall back on something. And I personally was not able to do that. So it was really, really risky for me to jump into this and do it. But like I said, thankfully from working freelance while I was going to school and while I was working my nine to five, I was able to have a little bit of savings to kind of, 
get me to where I wanted to be. Now, one of my next tips is that you need to trust yourself and you need to trust the hard work that you've put into your business or your career or anything like that because there are going to be times where you feel like you want to quit or that you feel like you can't do this anymore or something like that. And, you know, there are some weeks where you feel like you're never going to book any clients ever again. And that is not true. Obviously, those are just your fears talking. But when you trust yourself and the things that you've done and the foundations and the systems that you put in place, you will be able to talk yourself down from those moments of fear and those moments of doubt and and fears of failure. Because trusting yourself in your business you don't have anyone else to trust. I mean, unless you have a business partner, which you know some people do, but you don't have anyone else to trust but yourself and you need to trust yourself and you need to trust that you've put everything into your business that you possibly can and just keep trying. Now, some other things that I wanna talk about that are income related. Uh, So this is one of the hardest parts of being an entrepreneur and being a business owner is having consistent income. For the most part, my income is not consistent. I feel like there is a mark that I hit every month, but then there are some months that are lower and there are some months that are higher. And that's when, you know, certain things come into play. So one of the really, like I have three really big income points. One of them is booking retainer clients. So that is means something different for every business. It could be that you freelance for someone and they pay you a certain amount of money every month. It could mean that you have a certain amount of hours that you do stuff for a client every single month and they pay you the same amount of money and you have a contract signed or something like that. Um, and that is something that is really, really wonderful is having a retainer client. Um, and it kind of guarantees that income for however many months that you sign a contract for, or maybe it's month to month basis. Uh, Another thing is booking clients out in advance. It's really hard and it's really scary to do this. And this is something that I'm actually still trying to figure out in my business is how I want to book out in advance with clients. But basically, you're going to want to book clients out. I mean, I know studios that book clients out for an entire year. So if that's the case and you know a business that needs design services or any any services that you're offering, actually, should I say, um, and they need it, but they're not ready to kind of spend the money right yet. Or maybe actually one really important thing is to definitely get a down payment or a deposit of some kind um, when you're doing stuff like this. But maybe they're not ready to pay that full amount yet, or maybe they're not ready to jump into the project right yet. But you can say, you know, let's jump into it three months from now, but I need a down payment. That is something that's really great because then you know that three months from now you have a client booked and you don't necessarily have to worry about that income coming in. Next thing is having multiple streams of income. And again, this is still something that I'm working on in my business, so bear with me. But this means, you know, developing another service of your own, or um, maybe it means developing a digital product. Maybe you have like an ebook you can write, or maybe you have a podcast, or maybe you have a YouTube channel, or something like that that generates multiple streams of income. Because obviously, this life can be very uncertain in the aspect of income. And when you have multiple streams of income, if one is kind of lacking one month, you have another to kind of pick you back up and put you to where you want to be the next month, if that makes sense. So 
those are my tips. I also really want to do a whole episode about how to get clients because this is like literally the biggest, hottest topic in the world of um, entrepreneurship. And I, I, at least I think so. Um, and it's something that I used to wonder a lot too. And like, I'm not just going to sit here and tell you that you need to like build your brand and like get branding and all that crap and set up your website. But like, there are legitimate tactics that I have like used and thought about to get clients. And I really want to talk about my experience of, of booking clients and getting clients and, you know, finding new people and engaging with people that could be potential clients and stuff like that. So I think that could be a really, really fun episode to record. So if you'd love to hear it, make sure to reach out to me. I would absolutely love to hear your thoughts on it. And if you have any specific questions on it, but I will be sure to add an ask box to an Instagram story and take all of your questions when it comes to getting clients. So as always, guys, I want you to remember that these are things that I talk about that are just my experience and tips that I've found that work really well for my business. I think that owning a business or being an entrepreneur or being a freelancer, it takes trial and error. And I understand that not everyone is able to do trial and error. And like, obviously, we all have bills to pay and we all have um, things that we need to do. But I do want you to remember that we only get one life and as I've said, I think in episode two, where I kind of went on a rant about becoming an entrepreneur, I think that doing this and taking the risk is totally worth it if you really feel like it is your passion and it is your calling in life to do this. And in the hard times, you will push forward and things will get better. So with that being said, I just want to thank you guys again so much for listening to my podcast. I really, really enjoy recording this and I really love this medium of content and talking to you guys and it really just kind of feels like we're in a conversation. Uh, whether you're in your car or in the shower or you know, running around like cleaning your house or just kind of sitting and chilling and doing work, I'm so happy that you're listening and I could not do any of this without you guys that are supporting me. So Thank you so much. And please, as always, reach out to me on Instagram at daydreamdesign.co or at hello at daydreamdesign.co. And let me know if you have any suggestions for podcast topics or if you're listening and you want to be on my podcast, please reach out to me and I would absolutely love to record an episode with you. Have a wonderful rest of your day, guys, and I hope you have a kick-ass holiday season.